Hi, this is Paul. On top of the conversations I've been doing, again, two major conversations this week with Jonathan Peugeot and Martin Shaw, on top of all the new Randos conversations, most of them going on offline from the uh, supporter section, uh, the corner has just been popping um, on top of weekly estuary at Living Stones. So if you're in Sacramento, oftentimes people come to Sacramento and they want to meet me Part of what was in the back of my head, one of the ideas behind Weekly Estuary is that if you come to Living Stones, you can hear me preach and shake hands with the other people at Living Stones. But you can also, now if there's Sunday morning estuary, you can come at 9 o'clock and, you know, probably have a shot if everybody in the estuary wants to hear what you are thinking about um, having a conversation. So there's just a ton going on. There's just a ton going on. At the end of this video, I'm going to drop in this. One of the things that's happening, I can't finish my darn sentences. It always seems like something new is emerging. And so about a year ago or so, the Jacobs innovation of just chatting took off and that led to a lot of these live streaming channels. And Luke, who's had a YouTube channel, who's done Voxer, Luke is definitely a, a this little corner OG, uh, has been quite regularly now doing live streams on Grail Country. And they're, they're very much Luke. He usually sort of starts off with some of his thoughts for the day and they're, they're totally Luke. And then he drops in the link and opens up the chat and people come in. And it was just wonderful. And we talked about oof, what's what's going on in the corner. Let me, before I get too far, because this is a little disconnected, but it's totally connected in that um, Jai West, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, sent me a DM on Twitter and said, you know, I'm, I've been following the corner and I'm into this. And he made a video, which is, it's, poetic and it's jaw-dropping um let me just play a little bit for you and i'll leave the link below and just get a sense of what he's put into this it's just stunning i was thinking heights and women my two fears the brain has two hemispheres two eyes two nostrils two ears but only one mouth. Kotodama. Magic words. Inyo wa nihiki no ryu. Gyakuara kara sonzai suru. Light and dark. Zen to ak. Love and hate. Choice and fate. Mujun de gome. Forgive the contradictions. Ladies and gentlemen. Anima and animus. 物語の物語について話したいと思います。I so I didn't have the, the, the CC on, but you can see the, the English from the Japanese and 
I, I, I was just speechless. And, and, you know, this sort of following the convivium poetry, which I still haven't gotten through all the talks there. Some, some in the corner say, well, people should be doing things. Well, people are doing things. I think that's, I think that's one of the elements of it. And it takes time and there are things that sort of emerge. And now not everybody is as much of a poet and an artist as this, but it's, it's absolutely stunning. So Chris made another video and I thought he completely captured for me what this is about. He watched the the Luke the Grail Country conversation where um, I'll just play a little bit of it. I want you to be friends with my friend's husband. I'm like, okay, I have a YouTube channel. If they will watch my YouTube videos, we can be friends. That's so. That's like my, that like, because I don't want to talk talk about golf, and I don't want to talk about college football, and I don't want to talk about whatever the guys that wear polo shoot shirts and sit in an office do for work, because I can't relate to that at all. So, Michael just nails it in the live stream, and when I started the. When I started the Jordan Peterson meetup in January of 2018, that was a lot of it. There, there were a lot of guys who came in. Those who were married came in and said, I found Jordan Peterson. I tried to talk to my wife about him. And after I got a little ways in, she just said, I don't want to talk to you about this. And, and so that's where we've come. Yesterday, I, for... I think the second time in six years muted a commenter. The first, no, the third time. The first guy was just sort of spewing some Nazi stuff. So I muted him. And then another guy was on the Freddie and Paul show saying unkind things about Freddie. So I muted him. And, and the third guy has been making snide comments for about six years. And I don't mind critical comments. In fact, I like critical comments because I learn from them. But but this guy had just he, he he was he was just being a troll, and so all right, I decided to mute him. And I, I go back and forth on that. And there's someone else who I might do a video on his one of his recent comments because it, it just tends to be dismissive, non-serious. And, and if there's anything that I think some of us have learned to value here, it's we want to hear each other. And, and you can have a different perspective. That is totally cool. But at least, you know, try and listen. At least try and listen. And listening is hard. And so... So unless if they like playing music, building stuff, or reading you know, C.S. Lewis sci-fi books and other weird stuff. Like, I, it's going to be a boring conversation for me, you know? So, but I mean, I also think just like, 
you know, some of this was like, I feel like God's calling me to do this thing. And I think that the valuable thing of this is putting the, like, my weakness. Damn. So that, that was, that was what Michael said. You know, this, this whole notion of, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to play all of Chris's video. You should go to Chris's channel and you should subscribe and you should watch what Chris is doing. I don't know if he'll make a lot of videos. I don't know if this will be his last video. He says he wants to keep making more. He's got kind of an artistic side, but then he, then he told a story and you know, if there's anything that you should know about the Randall's conversations and what I love, um, I will, I will definitely sit for a story and especially a story like this. But when Michael brought that up about not wanting to talk about golf and not wanting to talk about college football, it, uh, this sort of idea popped in my head of, I imagine being at a party and I'm standing on the edge because that's what introverts do and I'm comfortable there. But there's a group of people and they're all having a, a conversation. They're all talking really loudly. And I can hear everything that they're saying. And they're not talking about golf. And they're not talking about college football. They're talking about all the very fun and interesting things that I like to talk about. And I guess this has just made me think of, of my mother-in-law. Um, she was one of the few people who I could have these kind of conversations with. And um, not last Christmas, but the year before that, she had asked to spend the night on Christmas Eve uh, to watch the kids open up their, their Christmas presents. And, you know, um, at this time, we had just found out that uh, she had she had cancer and you know she she lived with us ever uh after that after that day um actually we set her up in this room that i'm sitting in right now and uh just something about today just made me really uh think about her and uh like i said the, these are the kind of conversations that i really enjoyed having with her um just remember sitting in the driveway in our zero G chairs, looking at the stars, and you know we could be talking about God one minute, and then talking about aliens the next, and Atlantis and quantum physics, and she'd always just listen to to all the crazy stuff that that I like to talk about, even if she didn't have a clue what I was what I was saying, and so. Guess that's that's where where I'm getting at is that you know what I want to do in the space is I'm interested in having some of those conversations again. I had one with Jonathan last night, and I couldn't even tell you Jonathan Demir. You know, uh, I couldn't even tell you what it was about. It was it went all over the place, and it was just one of those one of those interesting conversations. Now this is what estuary is about. This is what this little corner is about. I mean, I get I get messages, you know, is this going anywhere? I don't know. But this is what we do. We talk to each other. 
Strange Theology, another little channel in the corner, also picked up on the same um, on the same live stream. And again, these live streams, you don't know who's going to pop in. You don't know, but that's part of the spontaneity about it. And and why do we come? We come together to talk. And sometimes it's hard to find others, but curious to find out if genuine community is possible across a digital landscape. It seems like most of the platforms kind of silo people into their own echo chambers because it's just easier to interact. But humanity has always been in a quest for unity amidst diversity. Now, is that actually possible? So I want to watch this clip from Grail Country because I think what they are discussing is actually very important to like our modern quest for genuine community. Real quick, uh, this is a very type. And, and Tayo, Tayo was in there and uh, the conversation for me, particularly because I'm thinking about starting a channel and thinking about how to go about doing that. I've got an interview with Justin on Saturday and for the last, since Chino, he's been the one I've been speaking to about. Uh, and I Now again, part of the difficulty is this is an inside thing. So he's talking about Justin Wells, who is working on at least one documentary about this little corner. And he's teaches documentary filmmaking. He's a Justin's Morning Coffee is his YouTube channel. He does story structure. I actually spoke to Cassidy first about this, about going from being a, cons a consumer to a creator. Yep. And she gives some really good advice. So that is a good instinct right there. One thought that I have in relationship to that is how much you consume versus how much you create. Now, probably most people consume far more content than they create. And the push there, uh, maybe the, um, is this wisdom, uh, best practices would be try to create as much as you consume or even more than you consume to have an and i don't know if i agree with that i think a lot depends on exactly what and because i'm not sure that the channel can only bear so much and as as chris talked about in his first video it's a real disappointment and a lot of people have made little channels but similar to the what i just posted on the channel today we're in my conversation with Gabriel Stuckey, who is making these making these maps. And again, I think it's figure out how, I mean, you don't have to make a video. Um, hardly any of us can make a video like um, Jai West can. I mean, just just phenomenal what he did there. Uh, how he integrated the poetry and the cinematography. It's just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. 25 subscribers, 162 views. And this is after I posted it on, on Twitter. I think it had about 110 when I first watched it. Um, wow. So I, I think the, the spirit, and I think, is, is right. Um, and maybe what you make won't be on the internet. That's fine. <laughs> Believe me, it's probably better. Um, but maybe just the people in your estuary will know, or maybe just the people in your church will know, or maybe just your family will know. But 
but make something. And maybe the thing you're making is a family. Maybe the thing you're making is a business. Maybe you're the thing you're making, but make something. I also thought this morning how most of us, again, are men. And um, not all men, but one of the things that I'm going to post is at some point, I want to I want to rewatch it, maybe make some clips. Because again, as you've seen, I've been making more little clips of things because part of what happens is that I have all these conversations and then I forget. And what making clips helps me do is sort of remember some of the points within them. I mean, I sort of automatically do that, but it's just sort of helps me cement things. And often I'll have a conversation and it'll be like you know, Grim Grizz and Broken Clock Tower Discord is always working on these similar things too. But, you know, getting it out there. And, and part of what's what's been happening as we are outsourcing our cognition both to the internet and through the internet to each other is that, as so often happens, images and memory are so deeply tied together and to one another. And so if you make something, you you bring it, you give it a you give it a reality that it would not probably normally have. That's the best way to say it. So links to all these channels are below as they usually are and links to all these videos are below as they usually are. And again, and part of the reason I started Every Week Estuary at Living Stones at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings was I said there are three times to start things in the church. Uh, September, January, and sometimes June. Now, June, July is when you usually do a summer thing. It usually has to be sort of a summer thing. But January is a time when we sort of restart things. And, and that could be part of the reason that we're seeing this upsurge in reflection on what what this is about. I know Grim and Chad just did a conversation that was recorded. I saw it on Chad's channel and that looked good, but I haven't watched the whole thing, so I didn't include it here, but maybe, um, yeah. So, and again, as Chris noted, part of the beauty here are all the little channels. And I think the the smallness, so for example, on just chatting on Grail Country, usually we'll have less than 30, often less than 20 people. Grim Grizz will have less than 20 people. And, and I know people get excited about big numbers, but big numbers are complexities and problems too. And so don't, don't be afraid to start something small. I was super excited about the Convivian conference. I, I don't know how many people actually went, but to do a conference for 20, 30 people, if you can figure out how to do it basically economically to make it work, that's a great thing. When we did the Chino conference, you know, we had 200 people. I was glad we didn't have more. I know Jacob's going to hate that I said that, but it's true. Uh, when we did Thunder Bay, we had about 150 people. I was glad we didn't have more. Um, at the Washington, D.C. conference, we had 30, 40, 50 people. I was happy we didn't have more. Small spaces. One of the things, two things that came out also in Chris's video is he's talking about introverts. 
A lot of the people, probably 50% of people in the corner are introverts, if not more. And so there's a fair amount of watching. Okay. Don't just watch, though. Um, and you don't doesn't mean you have to do anything now. When I look at this video, this was not a work of impulse. This was a work of measured contemplation, artistry, planning. Wow. That's incredible, incredible piece of work. So, yeah. Be a maker. Be a maker. Anyway, um, that's enough for now. I'm going to drop the recording of the of the at least the part that I participated in on the Grail Country video. I could have sort of live streamed it while we were doing it, but again, that'll give you a little taste of drop in, you know, subscribe to some of these channels. Drop in when they're when they're just chatting. Participate in the live chat, the hive mind as Grim calls it. Um, let people know who you are and what you're doing and make something. You can make a comment sort of layer of foundation, you could start building something on top of that. But I think say, we're still at the, we're still in the mapping stage. So part of my, so to circle back to kind of the, my beginning thought and one of, so like there are people in this little corner. So here's one of my, <laughs> here's kind of one of my beefs. And I don't know if this is just personal preference or if there's something more than that to this. There are people in this little corner who seem to me to be more concerned about building a platform than about the people in the corner. I hear what you're saying. I just, it's hard for me to see that just because of the nature of this little corner. There's not like, you're not, there aren't, I mean, aside from uh, a Grim Grizz who does his branding, it's not like you have people over here. Um, at least I don't feel like I don't hear like a Patreon conversation. I don't hear a lot of like, like, and subscribe conversations, like, you know, talk, uh, or people are sort of hungry for, uh, uh, for clicks. I, at least I don't feel that way. So I, I, I can't tell you that I see that. If anything, I see more of a lot of love. You know, this, I see faces on Grail Country and faces on Just Chatting and on Jacob's channel and on Paul's channel and on Cassidy's channel. And I see a lot of, a lot of really open borders, so to speak. Um, yeah, what I, up, Trey? Real quick, uh, this is a very timely conversation for me, particularly because I'm thinking about starting a channel and thinking about how to go about doing that. I've got an interview with Justin on Saturday, and for the last, since Chino, he's been the one I've been speaking to about uh, and I actually spoke to Cassidy first about this, about going from being a cons a consumer to a creator. Yep. And she gives some really good advice, but it's something that I've really wrestled with. Firstly, because um, what is this little corner? What do I want to bring to it? What's there are so many voices already, uh, so many people with playing the elephant game that it's it's going to a point now where I, I don't think we need any more channels. And I don't know if my channel is going to bring any more bring any more clarity to the mess that we're already in. But I do want to play. I want to participate. I've done that by coming on channels like this, on Randall's, uh, Jacob's channel, M Mark's channel. 
and that's there's a there's a that level of participation is fine and that level of participation gets you involved in the conversation but i don't want to do that i don't want to i don't want my channel to be just another channel where people can go on to tell their story even though i think story is the most important thing i think we need to start being i think the creative people in this little corner need to start showing their creativity because we don't all just want to be talking ads or want our channels to be talking ads on the screen and that's why i took a little bit of an issue with what you're proposing look which is oh we just want to be bare back stripped back us to be acoustic there's no no presentation no jazzing things up it's like no please someone jazz things up because i'm tired of looking at just ads on the screen please that, that's the artist in you Teo. and i like i struggle with the same thing because you know i'm a filmmaker i'm trained at it i understand what what a camera can do and what these different techniques that have been built through this experiment of filmmaking, which is actually a very young art form, can do to change the perception of things. And because you know that, it almost makes it harder to understand how do you participate in YouTube where basically everybody is green lighting their own projects with no yeah. gatekeepers. There's a beauty in that because it really opens you up to experimentation and play. But then there's this other sort of dark side that I don't think we've fully felt the extremes of is that you now have people monetizing their life. You see this most specifically with like vloggers or like family yeah. YouTube channels yeah. where all of a sudden yeah. every moment with your kid becomes a potential piece of content. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people frame that. It's like, I'm helping people. I can connect with people. We don't have people who are helping us, you know, connect to what it is to be um, like a mother or a father in a modern age. And I could be a good example of that. But now all of a sudden you've corrupted this thing that um, he's so precious. And I think why I'm interested in that sort of phenomenon is that I think it's, it's very, that same stream lies within what we do here because we rely so much on vulnerable currency and personal stories that all of a sudden it's like my lived experience becomes content or fodder for people. And like, how do you, how do we, how do we engage with that? Well, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I don't know. I struggle with that too. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think the answer is in beauty somewhere, but that might be the artist in me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering what, like, what, uh, McMo is saying art over content, uh, and good conversation is art. So then what is art? Because, and part of this is just maybe my personality. Like I'm an Enneagram four. I like, I like things that doesn't translate easily. You know, I like, Terrence Malick. I love Terrence Malick films. Like those are not Marvel, <laughs> you know, like those don't appeal to a lot of people. Like most people would never, I've made my favorite movies, Tree of Life. I've made a lot of people watch it or ask them to. And then they say, why did you make me waste two hours of my life? And I have no idea what that was about. <laughs> um, and I just, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, like that changed my life because it changed my life. <laughs> So I don't know, that's, that's probably part of my thing is I just feel like, I feel like if I make myself easily appealing, then I'm not saving the appearances. You're just, you're just going to, you're just liking the presentation. You don't like me. But you can be intentional with the presentation. The, the presentation can lead to uh, 
be a way that opens you up and up differently to someone else. So I don't know. Um, when Chad, I do, it doesn't do it as often anymore. It does the news, uh, mm -hmm. like the news catch up of the of the corner, and I think that was one of the best thing in this corner because through that you can see Chad's sense of humor. You can see that things he's paying attention to, and it's fun. It's it's funny. Yeah. Well, and maybe to your point. So this is I'm I'm hearing my own inner, inner critic now because you say that is. Um, so like my wife has no interest in any of this stuff. Like it was hilarious the other day because I was recording this longer audio message for a bunch of friends and just like riffing off all these different things that I say. And at some point in there, like I said, sky daddy <laughs> and Jen and my wife laughed. And then, uh, <laughs> and then afterwards I was just like, I was interacting with her and she's like, the only thing I heard was sky daddy. <laughs> that was the only thing she heard. But, but to your point about Chad, like she hears me talking about a lot of this stuff and she has no interest in any of it, but like she would totally hang out and meet with Chad in real life because she saw his dance monkey video <laughs> and she thought it was funny, you know? Um, so Luke, I don't know. I, uh, I'm thinking about something Tayo said about, you know, the challenges of opening up, starting a new channel and, you know, becoming a creator. I mentioned this in, in a previous comment, but I want to try to, to go with this for a second. You know, with, with, with Eve and Adam, we just have created people, but they're, they're not creators yet until they have, until they have came, right. Which then upgrades them to this level of creator. And then there's like another sense of responsibility. Like we see, we see one of the reasons for the fall is a lack of communication between Adam and Eve. And then we see with with Cain and Abel, we see they're working. There's there's brothership already. They're trying to talk to each other, but again, there's a fail, and that continues all the way till the story of Joseph with his brothers, which ends with the fact that even his brothers that hated him, ultimately at the end of the day, because of proper communication, at the end, there is love, and we manage to move forward, and then start basically the book of Exodus and start our history. My point being is that these presentations. And to tie op op uh, starting a channel in, in a certain sense, obviously it's very different and Cassidy take no offense to this, but like having a child or, or, or bringing something into this world requires responsibility. And mm -hmm. you don't wanna be just letting loose something that makes no sense or doesn't, uh, or, or doesn't know, you have to teach it how to walk and teach it how to speak and speak properly. But that is, if done properly, you are creating another avenue of proper communication. And I think a lot of what we see in this little corner, which is, is very healthy, is how different views, different ideas, different people globally can still interact and talk and understand each other. And we see that uh, in leadership around the world, politically speaking, and even, even in the culture, there's a complete uh, breakdown of communication and of people understanding each other. And you were talking about this about your daughter, even the term, the use of the term literally, right? Like now in the, in the dictionary, literally means figuratively. Right, so we're living in in a upsy in a topsy turvy kind of world, and I think there are many people that are looking out there to see how proper communication happens. How do you disagree? How do you make room for the other person? So uh, to to Tayo's point, I'm with you that you don't you want to see more creativity, and it's not you just you don't want to just see talking heads. But there's something about the phenomenon of 
for the last few years, there's been these talking heads and the drama, relatively speaking, has been kept pretty low and the communication and love between people has grown and there's events going on over here. So that is a model that many people should want, should be sought after. Because don't you think the talking head phenomenon is like the politics where it's just like trying to win, trying to score points? Like that is the mammon game. Whereas these long form conversations are not the talking head thing. It's the opposite of that. I'm not trying to win. And I, I, w I just want to say I'm not anti the long form. I, I do the long form because I think there is beauty in it. And I purposely choose not to do high, high quality equipment because the minute you put in a light and a high quality camera, it changes the dynamic of how you're going to talk to someone. Like there's yeah. just parts of that. And so for me, beauty is not just there's something more. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of you're always having to things, like what that means what that looks and what's 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 beautiful to one person what they can do with part of, part of what Chris did oh, I'm sorry part, part of what Chris did with waves of obsession with that that video that sort of broke through there are a lot of people who've started their own little channel and most of us don't see them um, mm -hmm. but he actually did something he it wasn't just his talking head you know he did edit he did bring other things in and so I think I think that's sort of my middle ground with uh, with Tayo here that there he did he did something creative rather than just another YouTube monologue and so I think that was part of the reason that that moment sort of whooshed on us because he he had sort of you know he had we hadn't seen him before but he clearly had watched a lot of Grizz, had watched a lot of me, had watched a lot of a lot of us. And so then he kind of took it and added some of his own personal stuff. And yeah. so in that sense, the bar keeps getting higher, which adds to this dynamic loop that you started talking about with that. As the community grows, bars get higher and your price of entry, you know, keeps getting higher, which then then suddenly you have a hierarchy. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say this. So two things. Do you know who this person is? Have you seen this pop up in your YouTube yet? This guy? This little no, no, I, I didn't, but I thought, but then I asked him because he didn't know anything about the, this. Again, this is part of the, the bar getting higher because, of course, many of us know the story between the first right. German festival, the Bridges of Meaning Hub channel, um, which became Friday Morning Nameless. So then I saw this little corner hub channel, and I mm -hmm. thought, oh, it's, you know, it's it's happening again. <laughs> right. And Tayo, I would just encourage you too. Like, I'm very, I think, yes, we don't necessarily just need more talking, and that's not necessarily everybody's interest or gift, and so there's other things that we can do. Like, there's, there's probably... You know, we need a multiplicity. If this is a true body, there's going to be different members doing different things. However, whatever your gift is, your voice is, it's fundamentally unique. It's fundamentally you. So whatever your thing is, nobody else can do that, I would argue. Because, I mean, you, you know, you're your own particular unique gift.
Yeah, thanks. And on just to add quickly before I have to head off, on that note, there are some people in this school that I've been watching enough to realise it's a talent to just turn the camera on and just speak. Some people are able to do that. Um, I'm more of an internal processor, so most of the videos that I've tried to record is just me. <laughs> like 30 seconds before I can say what is I need to say. So um, I, I don't think that that mode would be a way that I can express my myself or my thoughts. But I do appreciate the people like yourself, Luke, like Paul Vanderclay, you're able to just rapid fire, go, 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 go. Yeah, Paul and I, he always says it's his uh, ADHD or whatever, ADD. But it's, I have too many thoughts. Like I just, I'm thinking four things at once. Like it's just, it's too much. Michael, what up, buddy? Uh, well, you know, I see this whole thing as, you know, I'm in the same boat as probably everybody else here. And, you know, when I first talked with Paul, when I had my randos conversation with him, you know, I said, like, I had started a, a channel and part of it was, you know, like, I'm a, I'm an introvert by nature, not, I mean, I, I deeply, I deeply, depending on how I read these things, like, I'm a, I'm like a people oriented introvert. So I, yeah. I'm not the life of the party, but I want to have a deep, deep friendship with everybody that I actually spend time with. I want to, you know, um, and, um, and so, and so some of it is like a scary thing, you know, cause like, yeah, the first time like going up there and like putting stuff out there is, um, awkward, you know, just talking in front of a camera and, and a lot of this stuff, it was like, you know, I started off basically, I looked at like how everybody was doing stuff and I didn't know the first thing about doing this, but I'm like, okay, I'm pretty good at like figuring out how to do stuff. So I'll try to like make stuff that's um, a little more polished or, or, or thoughtful, you know, I would usually try to like write stuff first or whatever, you know, cause that's just like writing for me is like the, the best um, way for me to really, solidify my own thoughts on it on a subject and so then once i kind of um had something you know try to put together whatever and um you know i've been i'm it's you know i'm I'm not gonna lie i would love to have more i would like to have more comments than and i would like to have more comments than views because that's what i want i want more real engagement um i'm super happy that i've gotten to know some people and like make some real friends and like you know um like the the people that like i'm having you know if i'm like if i'm having a real phone conversation with somebody that's not on the internet then it's like well this is that's real friendship to me at least that's you Mm -hmm. know that's that's the 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 um the the litmus test for if it's if it's real um yeah and um you know, I'm, you know. Unfortunately, I'm not super nearby a lot of other people. I got, I've got had one guy who came uh, visited, and um, he was thinking about moving here. And he actually ended up moving to Austin, but like him and his wife came over and had dinner, and um, that was, re- you know, that was really cool. So like uh, that is all the stuff I want. Actually, I tell what I tell my wife is because she's super extroverted, and so I just say because she always has these w- other women that she wants to hang out with, and she's always like. I want your, I want you to be friends with my friend's husband. I'm like, okay, 
I have a YouTube channel. If they will watch my YouTube videos, we can be friends. That's so that's like my that like because I don't want to talk about golf and I don't want to talk about college football and I don't want to talk about whatever the guys that wear polo sh- shirts and sitting in an office do for work because I can't relate to that at all. So, so unless if they like playing music, building stuff, or reading, you know, C.S. Lewis sci fi books and other weird stuff like it's going to be a boring conversation for me you know so but i mean i also think just like you know some of this was like i feel like god's calling me to do this thing and i think that the valuable thing of this is putting the like my weaknesses my failures my mistakes are some of the most valuable things that god can use to reach other people and so I'm grateful that this kind of corner environment is more, um, you know, open to forefronting those things. Sometimes it's weird because um, I, my mom just always wants to pay attention to what I'm doing. So I don't know, it's, which I'm a little uncomfortable with. But honestly, if you dig deep in my channel, there's some pretty uh, straightforward and personal stuff. And um and I know that I'm not the only person that deals with that stuff. So it's like, I, I kind of feel like we, we have this thing where everybody, like, um, everybody w- grew up in a family that they thought was normal. And it was actually super weird and had all sorts of unhealthy stuff. <laughs> but we don't talk about it as a society. So everybody just goes around assuming everybody else is normal and not weird. And the kind of thing that's good about, like, what's happening on the Internet is, like, that people are figuring this stuff out. Like, all the weird discourse about, like, people trying to figure out how to, like, find a, a, a marriage partner and stuff is, like, so weird. And it's, like, but it's necessary because we don't, nobody, we don't have church mixers or, you know, you don't have the girl from the farm down the road or whatever. Like, we don't have that stuff. So we got to do new stuff. And the only way it's going to address the problems is for people to spill it out. So, but, but I think. There is like, I don't know. There is that net. Paul talked about it. Like, you, you can't just always do the sucky laptop camera video. Like, you if you keep doing it, like, it's like natural. It's natural to want to get a little better at it or whatever. You know. So. I tell you what. If I tell my wife that we need to, that I need to buy a new laptop with a better and like a new camera and one of those round things, and need to make myself pretty. She's going to just be like, this is out of control. This is already out of control. This is really out of control. You need a second camera for push-up view. <laughs> what you need, sir. <laughs> no. I mean... I got, this... I'm sorry, Kathy. Yeah. No, go ahead. It's, um... The first thing is that TLC hub guy, I hate him already. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive they didn't contact anybody about stealing the image that was given to me as branding. No, and, no. And like, you can't come on, on as a nobody and, and like, hey, I'm this now. You gotta like run it by people. I'm gonna do this, guys. Who do you have to run it by? Fountains of Comfort? Just let us know. I mean, oh. it's just like, it could, it, it could be an agent. You know, that's what I was wondering. I'm just like, who is this? What is and going second, on? Yeah, see, if we don't know who you are. How are you? What? No. How is that possible? But it's uh, I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving. 
the, the important thing I think for anybody that's wanting to get involved in this way is like, first of all, is you got to make sure you don't want a YouTube channel. You don't like, like I'm going to, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'm going to get monetized and it's going to be huge. It's, it's who are you doing it for? Who are you serving when you, why? Like, I, I, when I, when I got going, it was because there was all these people watching Pastor Paul and it was like, those people need to see each other. And it's like, I don't know. It's the, the motives for doing it and why you're doing it's important. But who do you think you're helping? It's like, I just want to play is one thing. That's, but if you just want to play, you can do it here. You can throw your ideas at, at, in these, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an exciting and terrifying time because a lot of people are going to, like, I, why don't, why, there's a lot of ego wounding is going to happen with all this encouragement. Oh, that won't happen. Out with, lately. That won't happen with people like me and Chad. So I decided that uh, I have to be the counter ballast to this get started and play thing. Um, uh, well, however, mean, if you're on the Broken Clock Tower Discord, if somebody could take over the Reaper Harvest for me, that'd be great. Because that's uh, the beholder function of, like, uh, a lot of people are watching a lot of different stuff, and we it's like the harvest. the the Finding the wheat and bringing it together is mm -hmm. actually very valuable, but it takes a lot of work to run run all the clips together, so... So how does that work? Because I just put, I mean, I'm sure there's like a way that you have outlined to do that in the Reaper thing. I just timestamp them in the comments. Well, That's then somebody has to go and actually make the clips. There's actually a clip button on your phones to yeah. if you want to grab it. I do that occasionally too when I want to just and immediately once, send it. Once they feature. added that feature, the, there's this section called the clip stream. So it's like um, if you're watching a video and there's like one really good thing, you can grab it and throw it in a clip stream. And then ideally, if it's an awesome video with like eight or nine different things, we don't want to see eight different things in the clip stream from that video. That's more of a take it to the side and throw it on the loom and run them together as, as a different project. The clip stream is supposed to be like a, like snippets of the good stuff, but not, not a distillate, which I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> Oh, there you go, Graham. Chad knows who this TLC hub person is. Well, so is. long as they ran it by the Pope, it's fine, I guess. Okay. I mean, I think there are a couple problems with all of this. I mean, the first idea of, like, just let people play. I love that idea, except that when you're playing in this world, it it comes at a cost or a potential cost. And that cost could be more than people bargain for especially the way that some people use this platform. And that doesn't mean people shouldn't do it, but there's definitely, I think, some things to wrestle with and what we do when we put this stuff on the internet. Are you the talking like employment? Well, I just... I, I just mean some of the like what, what people have tried to do to some of these channels um, who go out and try to play and have conversations. Oh. Yeah, there, there, yeah. There's reputation destruction. There, there are things that happen. Um, and luckily, I don't think many people in this corner have gotten too scathed by that. But people, 
people do get scathed by that. And when you're just playing around and you don't have something built to help you sustain it, it can hurt a lot more than if you're thinking of it as some sort of business. But the problem with the business part is that it, it definitely becomes commercialized. And then there's all of these pitfalls that can come with that. But then the other end, you see the people who are taking this like a business. And I don't know about all of you, but I personally don't think they're putting out as much value as maybe some of the people in this corner who, who are choosing not to do that. And um, that's kind of discouraging because that's what gets forefronted as popular. Um, and it has damaging effects and you'd like to see something else different, but there's not an easy answer to like how to figure out all of those things. And so you wrestle with those questions of, uh, how to, how to make this sustainable. Um, and whether it should be sustainable or not, I don't know, but, um, these are the questions I ask myself a lot of the time. And like, I, I, I do not want to <laughs> be the one that blows up, but I would love to see someone who's doing something like Paul, for instance, I would love to see him get more success. Cause I think he's doing things that are a lot more valuable than maybe some of the other people who get really big platforms, but yeah, uh, well, and he's, he's modeling it well too. And I would trust Paul with the success because he doesn't want it. It's one of those things. The way I think about your number one, like the costs, I'm just like, what is number? Well, I mean, no, was, no, no, like, no, no. She's not mistaken at all. And I'm, you're, you're been spared. I think that if you, if you haven't encountered it yet, the but like, like just dropping a link in a live stream. This is the internet. There are a lot of mentally ill people here, and if you have something to lose, you might you might think twice before starting. It's a lot easier to start when you have nothing to lose, because I mean, like, or what? or if you're like canary protocol, and even it, not mentally ill people, people who feel like they have a moral obligation to stand against something that they think is abhorrently evil but they don't have the whole story. Like they can do a lot to destroy people's reputations. And thankfully I haven't seen anything too terrible in this corner, but I've seen things in other places um, that, yeah, it's, it's a really difficult thing to deal with. And I think a lot of people go into it thinking, I just want to have interesting conversations and they stumble into it. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's difficult it's difficult when you face it. And I hope no one does. Like I want to make a place where it's easier to have those conversations and be able to play, but it, it can come and it's not fun. I, I think, um, I mean, you know, I think that's kind of the, that, that thing about like being careful for reputation is why like Christian YouTube in general is so boring like because no one will say the truly risky things or whatever totally um but i also think like as far as, far as people in my in our corner and you know i'd say like when i so you know i have a second project and that one i basically hardly ever put anything on there because i do only want to put stuff that's like central to the brand and like good quality um this you know my personal things just for whatever floats my boat at any given minute but a big part of you know where i started off and i think um like uh i see um pete with his um strange theology channel i think he's doing a really good job i think there's a really big need to bridge some of that gap between like 
what's going on here in Christian YouTube. Because I think there is like in like evangelical Christianity, as, as much as many people in our corner have like come out of that because of bad experiences, it's still a huge and mostly well-functioning like worldview creating machine. And there's a lot of people that can go in there and live their life in a modernist slash postmodernist frame. And it does all the things that it needs to do. But, um, you know, it, uh, but eventually it, it will become, uh, like unrecognizable to the outside world or whatever. And, um, I think that what they have as strengths is really, um, you know, obviously they're, they're, uh, designed to be welcoming and friendly to newcomers and um like you know their facilities and stuff like i don't think there's an orthodox church that's going to be hosting a uh a seminar or a meetup in their sanctuary and letting us just talk about whatever we want in there you know like but you can do that in an evangelical church it's it's just a multifunctional box for the most for the most part, you know, and so, um, so I, I think that, you know, because so, that, and that was kind of the thing that I saw, like, you know, and, and everybody is being affected to this to some degree, like, because the algorithms are having an effect, because, I you know, I go to a men's Bible study at my church every week, and, and, and they're, everybody in that group is, you know, like, going on YouTube, and maybe they are watching the preachers and the teachers that they feel comfortable with, but that algorithm has some stuff that's suggesting it's a little bit weirder and a little <laughs> bit more on the fringe. And so eventually it gets there. So I think that I think that that is kind of like where that poly, but but, you know, most people in that like Christian YouTube space, um, content the way that people like in this corner do. It's just like the we're antithetical to what YouTube wants. And it's important to remember that, I think. Because what YouTube wants is you sitting by yourself, adding view time to one video. It's, and it's one of, like, and then it's like, oh, you like this one, so maybe Bob will like it. And I can have six people watching the same video, not talking to each other. Yeah. Because the atomization and the isolation is what cults want. And because that cults, cults want people that are easy to manipulate. Manipulate. And the easiest people to manipulate are the isolated. So what we're actually doing is sort of working against them. Well, I do think, too, like as far as Luke's concerned with like the mammon thing, I think, you know, I don't know. We're imperfect people. We, um, you know, the, the I think the the impulse for like Christians or whatever to do everything like in the most pure way possible is unproductive a lot of time, or, or it's a stumbling box block to get people from doing something. And if you or look at be like, tricked that way by the principalities, well, I think, you know, if you look at that parable that Jesus tells in Luke 16, so really great. I know Paul's mentioned like uh, Luke 15 prodigal son, whatever, you know, the two sons and um, Kenneth Bailey, like basically, basically there's another book that just came out. It's called the surprising genius of jesus it's awesome but basically the guy's showing like okay G the pharisees or whatever start grumbling about stuff and jesus tells this little short story and he's like remember every story in the book of genesis and how you're interpreting them all wrong because 
God is a loving and redemptive God. And then he turns around to his disciples and he tells the thing about the, the shrewd manager who's like canceling the debts and stuff. And he's like, use money to win friends. And then you can like, you know, convert them to the kingdom. So I think that there is this weird, like, it's very, uh, it feels dirty to us, like to have this like mercenary kind of um, approach to technology or tools or money or whatever. But if we can, if we can see them for what they are and it's not, and it's the thing and not the, the evil spirit behind the thing, then we should use it for as much good as we can. And we may not do it perfectly, you know, like, cause that's the thing. It's like, Hey, I would really love the ego boost of having like my channel take off or whatever, but I'm glad that it's not happening because it would probably be bad for me personally. But you know, if no one ever comments on my stuff anymore, I probably would just stop doing anything, you know? So there's a, there's a, there's a give and a take. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's not an easy answer, right? Because it, it, to, in order to create anything, you have to be willing to be imperfect in it. Um, you know, I think with the idea space, there's more risk than say, you know, you make videos about, you know, a certain type of culture or food or fashion or whatever. There's, there's just a different risk to it. And I think you should count those costs before you go in. But I mean, I wouldn't have created if I didn't think there was a worthwhile risk to it. Um, I do think there's probably questions we need to be asking on how do we get better at making a community to support each other in these kind of efforts so that we can together not fall into the pitfalls of what the appeal of fame, fortune, and views can do. Because, you know, you know, it, it doesn't matter what kind of person you are, even if that terrifies you, there's, there, there's, those things can change you. And there's certainly an appeal to those things. Um, I think we're lying if we don't say that there is a piece of that because you don't create something and hope that the only people who sees it is your your grandma and your mom. <laughs> I mean, especially if you put a lot of like time, effort, money into it. But yeah, there's 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 definitely a sort of uh, there's there's sort of a piece of that becomes tricky when the ability to get fame and potentially money from this thing. It, it has the ability to corrupt. And um, I don't, no one's ever going to handle that perfectly, but I think there's a lot of creators who don't think about that well. Like I, I've been listening to a lot of interviews with Mr. Beast and he talks about how he wants to be the best YouTuber ever and make the best YouTube videos ever. And like, he certainly created a formula to dominate the platform. But my question is, does that equal best? Yeah. What is success? Yeah, it, it's, it's being of service to the platform because yeah. as, long, as long as he's doing that, YouTube is happy to help. Well, in, and, some ways, in his mind, it's in service to the audience because he's giving his audience what they want to see. But again, there's that question of is that best? There's a lot of dangers that come with that. Now, he could be creating a lot worse things than he does, but uh, there's there's whole complications with the things that he creates and upsides and downsides to those things. But yeah. that question I thought was interesting, well, what is best? Because I don't think the best videos that, or, or I don't think the most popular videos that get um, uh, a lot of views are the best form of like, idea exploration. I think sometimes they promote kind of toxic 
participation, that breakdown relationship. And um, sure. that's, that's tricky. That's difficult to like face that, that reality. And it's more difficult to face the reality that I am um, not immune to falling into that same trap. I, I think, I don't know. Personally, I would say if anybody in the, as far considers himself as part of the corner is expecting anything as far as fame and money that they need to put the crack pipe down and reconsider because that's, I mean, you could call Paul the king of the corner if you want. And he's at like 25 K. So like fame is not going to come from here, but being of service to each other and making friends and feeling not alone that we can do. Yeah. And that's totally where I want to be. I mean, Paul, the, what Paul does with his channel, like that's what I've always used social media for. The only social media I've ever been on is Twitter. And I got off that. Like, I don't know. Seven. She says, ago. is he streaming on YouTube? No, but no, but this one. So this one, I was on Twitter and I was on this one, but the way that I've always used it was, uh, it's just me thinking out loud. It's like a diary. That's what I did on Twitter. That's what I do here. That's what my, when I start a stream, that's just what I'm doing. I'm just thinking. Um, and, and very often I'm trying to think ahead of my head. That's why I'm trying to do the off script thing. I'm not giving you scripted stuff. I'm not giving you canned answers. I'm not giving you stuff that I've thought about. I mean, I think about the stuff all the time, but I'm not like formulating it and writing it down and getting it all right. And then presenting it. I'm doing the total opposite of that. It's just process. And that's the way I think. I mean, and that's, I'm capable of doing that. Like that's what, you know, well, Ty was saying. But. And to say someone couldn't game the system in this little corner to gain fame and fortune, I think is probably not correct. I think a lot of us are not looking for that. So we haven't seen it, but you know, Aaron put in the comments, like Peugeot is went to daily wire, like, and, and he's obviously somewhat of a joke, but like they certainly are more interested in views and clicks and those things than probably most of us in the corner. If we don't think that spirit couldn't infest this place, I think we're looking at it a bit naive. I think like with Peugeot, though, these no longer like. I remember when Peugeot and Verveke both came on and talked with Paul, and it sounded to me like they were trying to get him to sell out. Yeah, and no, I totally remember that exactly. So ended up on Daily Wire. So yeah. I mean, I think I think it's two paths, and once you take the other path, you you won't really be you can't really be part of the corner anymore because you have to do what it takes to do to get to where they're going. So I, I'm not saying we're not going to get people that start here and then we lose them to the path of fame and fortune, but I, I think if they take it, they won't be us anymore. Yeah, my one mm. interaction with. Jonathan Peugeot was that he asked me to remove a video where I was critical of things that he said, and I what? changed to a yep. Nice. <laughs> no I can share it. It's unlisted. I, I, I. But yeah. <laughs> so how dare you? How dare I want, you? I, I want all the videos where everyone's critical of what I say. I mean, I don't. So am I. This is like that's that's what Rogan's appeal is. He's just like I don't believe what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just <laughs> rolling. I thought you were. All right. I hope I've shattered some delusions. Bye, buddy. Watching these things, but I've come around to 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 enjoy your perspective on stuff a lot. So, <laughs> well, thank you. That's great. I mean, I don't know. I just I'm trying to be. 
it's it's probably why I've always felt somewhat isolated in a room. And I'm this weird because I'm obviously I'm extroverted and I like people, but I I'm one of those people that can feel kind of alone in a room because I'm always just like because I don't really like playing social games and stuff like I really am as much as I'm self-aware I'm kind of the same everywhere all the time in every context um like I'm not I mean provided like I, I have a little bit of uh decorum and stuff but usually that's out of consideration for other people it's not like I'm self-censoring you know um and I don't know I just feel like not it's not like sometimes I wonder like it's not it's not that everybody has to be that way. Like I'm not, I, hopefully I'm not enough of a narcissist or like uh, a monarchist that I'm just like every, I need everyone conformed into my image. Part of that's just the way that I am. That's fine. People don't have to be like me, but I just want, I want people to be fully authentic to themselves. Speaking and not of narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I just wanted to say, hey, I liked hey, what, buddy. and I liked what uh, Grim Grizz said just now about, you know, potentially selling out. Um, so that's yeah. my concern. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's that's definitely a concern. But I think does does sell just because some people can sell out to get a big following? Does it therefore mean that every time someone has a big following, it means they sold out? Not necessarily. Yeah. Maybe they built something that was valuable that people saw that still stuck to their, their integrity, you know? And I think that's where as creators, it shouldn't be avoiding any sort of success. Um, although like certainly be wary of the dangers, but like, how do we do that without losing integrity, without selling out? Um, and that's, well, I know I'm worried about my job. Like what, what I say online impacts my company's image and they could potentially fire me if I say something um, that brings bad attention toward them. Right. So I'm still like, I still have uh, restrictions on what I say. And I try to when I'm being smart. That's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like we talk about self-censorship. Sometimes it's good to not say every intrusive thought that runs through your head. Like it's just not, that's not how you build healthy relationships with yourself or others. But there's also that, that downside where if you're so self-censoring, you refuse to say the thing that needs to be said or that should be said. And, you know, yeah. we're all learning how to figure that out. And that's what I think this little corner is about. It's giving that space to work in that participation with a little bit less of a cost. But because it's the open internet, there's always that chance that there's going to be that cost. Um, I don't know. For sure. All right, guys. Yeah, let's closing remarks. I got to go do some stuff. Me too. Nice hat. I just wanted to say, hey, nice I had hoodie. to put on my suit. I didn't bring my tie. But uh, like thank it. you. Yeah, thank you, Luke. Thank you, Cassidy. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to all of this. So. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for everyone coming. Always good to see you, Cassidy. Michael, I've appreciated interacting with you increasingly over time. And thanks for everybody for tuning in. Yo. Here, what's what last one? Would it be hard? Bad for PDK to have found his own non-lame mini Daily Wire. Probably. Yeah. Oh, Paul, you have a closing remark? Paul, answer Nathan's question. <laughs> he's thinking. Oh, he's probably getting his audio figured out.
Such a better camera. Look at this. Is this your office camera? Oh, we can't hear you, Paul. We can't hear you, Paul. You've been muted. You muted by the yourself. YouTube gods. I can't unmute you because you've muted yourself. There's nothing I can do. Okay. There can is. you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Uh, I moved. I oh. Anyway, I look at look at this. I am I am losing authenticity as I improve. And Luke, the king of authenticity, says this is much better. There are the tensions. They're right I there. I can see you better. I can see you better. But yeah, I mean, you probably get better clicks with better cameras, better lighting, huh? Well, actually, I just put I just moved the camera and put it right over my monitor, so it looks like I'm looking at you. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, and that's what—that's Cassidy's point about these tools. We we st we we're still using these tools. We we there's no getting around these tools. <laughs> yeah, new new uh, new Christian. Uh, he's got that worship pastor microphone set up. He knows what he's doing. That's the that's the hot ticket on his videos. <laughs> All will be the hourly wire. <laughs> I can I can I can put out more content than Daily Wire all by myself. <laughs> Probably. I think you do, Paul. If you break it all down. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll have our own Daily Wire. No, these these thoughts. I mean, what you guys are. I was listening as I was driving over here, and um, no, these are really important conversations because. I mean, it, it's interesting to listen to to Grizz talk about this because, well, you know, on one hand, nobody does more branding and no and more self promotion, and you know, no, nobody worked harder at getting monetized than poor Graham Grizz. <laughs> <laughs> and and part of it is once this becomes your your main sustenance. I mean, that's a big piece of this too, and I have a degree. You know, I'm super interested in what what Jonathan wanted you to take down, Michael. Um, I'm going to talk to Jonathan in a half hour. Um, <laughs> and but it's this stuff is so fraught, and and you can see I think all of the tensions. So I'm preaching now in beginning of Mark, and all of these tensions are in Jesus' Galilean ministry, because you know who who is Jesus? What should he do? Um, and, and he's got these mobs of crowds following him and he, he heals a, he heals a leper and says, now don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course the guy goes and tells everybody. And so is Jesus saying not tell anybody a super slick marketing thing? Is it self-effacing? I mean, and, and part of what I'm getting out of the gospel of Mark right now is that I, I really think this is. You know, like Bauckham says, this is this is eyewitness accounts, and like in last week's sermon, at one point, the the, le the leper says to Jesus, "If you are willing, um, you can heal me." And Jesus is indignant, and none of the commenters know what that means. And I think it's there because Peter was standing next to him, saw Jesus' face, remembered the face, wrote it mm -hmm. down, didn't write it down, but it got all along the way and nobody knows why Jesus is indignant. And so, so, you know, this is all so beyond us. I, I really love the conversation this morning. I think it was a super, 
helpful conversation for me because I deal with, you know, if I think 2024 is going to be a going to be sort of the year that we see what happens with living stones. And then I'm going to have a crisis because right now, you know, while I get some money from the membership thing, I mean, that's been, that's been sort of the most stable form of income from this YouTube thing for me. And I, I'm really glad we started it, not just because of money, but because now I can do a live stream with Laura and she can talk unfiltered. And as Luke said in the comments, the best stuff in my channel is like listening to Laura unfiltered. She's good. She's good. You, I just appreciated your guys's. There were so many masculine, feminine anathemas in there. I was like, oh, I see why this is not put out in public. It's fantastic. But, but so the, and you know, one of the things that I've wrestled with is it's, I mean, again, it's Jesus um, seamless garment that the centurions cast lots over because it was the one thing that Jesus owned that they said, Oh, <laughs> we don't want to rip this up and use it for rags. And there, are, and, and I thought you said it beautiful, Michael with Luke 16, right after Luke 15, there's Luke 16 and it's like, gosh, you know, Jesus just nails this stuff and we're always just struggling to keep up. So how, how this goes, boy, I don't have, I don't have any idea, but I'm, I'm, I thank God. I'm, I'm thank God that the channel is still as small as it is. And it really is small in many ways, but I don't know where this goes and I'd rather not be a cautionary tale, but um, that's another way to be used by God. <laughs> just, uh, just don't sell out. Poobah. But, but the question is what, what does selling out mean? Because we're all blurring lines and you are too, Luke. I mean, you are Mr. Authenticity, but that, Me? but, but when that becomes your brand, which it has been, now there's audience capture for Luke to stay on message. And because you are, you do have a mask and, you know, even you who is so, I mean, the, the fact that you are a chaos creature in this corner. Um, I know Jacob always is offended when I call him that, but you know, he, he is, and you are too, just in very different ways. You, you almost can't, make a splash if you're not a chaos creature. So, you know, and, you know, fortunately for you, you have a wife that things get out of hand. She's going to pull the plug on you, <laughs> which is what she's there for, you know, because you are not only the Luke that we have here, you're also a father and a husband and a provider. And, you know, Michael, same way. So I don't know. Now I'm rambling. Um, Mm. But you All guys, right. I loved the live stream this morning. It was so helpful to me. Well, that's good. It's a good side benefit. I'm just doing it for funsies. Well, and and you know, in a lot of ways, and you know, I think Michael and Grim see this too. Um, I made this. I mean, Michael, when you said, you know, when you said, I just need a few comments. Um, I mean, that was, that was so true because that's how I got into this thing. I just wanted, I just wanted a small, I just wanted someone to talk about Jordan Peterson with. Right. I didn't, 
I want to know I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that, that, that thinks this way. And I only need a handful of people to help me know I'm not crazy. I don't need a thousand. And so, but then all of this happens and it's like, <laughs> okay, Lord, uh, I'll, I'll go along, I guess, you know, we'll see where it goes. And Hopefully it doesn't destroy my soul or hurt my family. I mean, again, I'm serious. At 2000, I, I, I thought seriously about shutting this whole thing down because I thought, do I need this? But I, there were so many emails and comments and, and I thought, oh, other people seem to need this. So, okay, I'll keep going. But. There are still days when I think, what am I doing? This is nuts. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, that's one of the reasons I love this space. Like, that's what I'll tell my wife when I just, like, talk to her for a while. Because I mentioned this the other day when I was rambling something to her. And she's like, this is the first time ever that I felt like I was talking to, like, somebody with schizophrenia. <laughs> like, and saw it in me. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, there are people who like think what I have to say is valuable and like helps them. <laughs> there are those people out there. No, and, and, you, you are, and part of what's made this corner beautiful is uh, you're going to, you might have to deal with somebody there, Luke. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> on grail country. I don't know. Um, you know, and, and that's, what's been so beautiful is that, you know, there's, there are corners of the corner. And there's kind of the reformed click with Michael and Phlebas and um, you know, some of the some of the and and Ash. There's some of the reformed guys, and then there's the people who've gone to orthodoxy, but it hasn't it hasn't made them strange. Um, yes, too strange. And and there's you know, there's the anarchist corner, there's all these corners, and to me, that's what's made it beautiful. One body, many members, and we're not cutting off members. I like it. All right. Thanks for thanks for playing, friends. I'm going to shut her down. All right. Thank you, Luke. Thanks, Luke.